So we got the CDC guidance saying that uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. And we've got now the bridge phase of Governor J.B. Pritzker's COVID-19 reopening plan, which is modified from the plan he introduced last May, uh, which said that, hey, we'd have a full reopening if the vaccine's widely available. Well, now you can do walk-up appointments for your 12-year-old kids to get the vaccine. I would consider that's probably widely available, but we have the bridge phase in place today. Could see a full reopening June 11th. You've got uh, children 12 to 15 available to get the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine. You also have uh, the National Teachers Union saying, let's get kids back into school full time. Uh, what an incredible year it's been. Uh, no question about it. COVID's dominated our uh, lives on basically every aspect. Um, but, uh, you know, there's uh, different things happening in different states and uh, even within uh, different political parties within this state uh, when it comes to what direction we go from here. Uh, and joining us right now live in studio here with the WMAY Morning News Feed, I'm Greg Bishop, and we're joined by State Representative Adam Niemerg. Adam, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Thank you so very much for having me on this morning. So, um, for people who aren't familiar with you, uh, a little bit outside of our listening area, but uh, tell us about uh, Representative Adam Niemer. Where do you come from, and uh, why did you want to get into the state legislature? Well, thank you for asking. I am uh, just from Dederick, Illinois, which is outside of Effingham, about 20 minutes uh, east of Effingham. I represent the 109th district, uh, which essentially is about the largest district in the state of Illinois, a very rural agricultural district, um, comprises of about nine or so counties, plus or minus is as far as uh, particular portions of counties. Uh, but the main reason I decided to, and I can't believe, my goodness, why would somebody want to seek office in the state of Illinois? Um, but the main reason in May of 2019, the reproductive health care uh, law was passed. I'm a very pro-life individual. My district is very pro-life, and ultimately that's what was the catalyst uh, that prompted me to run for office. So uh, you get into the legislature, you run for office, uh, and COVID-19's here. Uh, it's uh, completely changed every aspect of how we operate. Uh, I can't believe we had a stay-home order for more than two months. Uh, that was just uh, pretty incredible to watch. But you know, we did we did have a health crisis. There's there's no question there was a health crisis. Uh, hospitals were uh, reaching you know that twenty percent threshold, and uh, case numbers were were skyrocketing. Depending on yeah, I, I I do think that there does need to be an audit of these tests and you know the PCR tests and the threshold of how much COVID would trigger a positive test and whatnot. But that's another story for another day. Uh, but we did have this mask mandate in place from May first till now. Uh, the CDC is lifting that for vaccinated people. But you have a bill, uh, a couple of bills, actually. You brought up on the House floor on Wednesday, and they were officially filed yesterday. Uh, let's start with the bill that you have that would prohibit face coverings being required in schools. What's the what's the, the, the genesis of this, and what ultimately do you uh, want to achieve with this? Well, Greg, I had seen, uh, especially over the past several months, other states lifting their mask mandates, other states taking steps in the right direction. And unfortunately, our state, we have not gotten to where we need to be as far as properly having mitigation standards based on the real science of what we're dealing with. So unfortunately, it's a situation where we have to we have to come out as Republicans, I have to come out as a conservative and say, listen, these are things we need to start being think about. We have we have Florida, we have Texas, we have Mississippi, we have other countries that have conducted many, many tests, Sweden, Norway, they've all conducted these tests and realized that the positivity rate, the transmission rate in our youth is very, very minimal, yet they're the ones that are absorbing the brunt of this pandemic. In-person learning needs to happen. Kids need to be in school five days a week, and kids should not be required to wear masks. Yet 
They're the ones taking the brunt of this. They're the ones during their developmental processes at such a young age. For example, I have to drop my six-year-old son off. He's in kindergarten. We have a great school system in our particular area, but they're beholden to these mask mandates, which need to go. He's crying as he's getting out of my vehicle, going in because he has to wear a mask and it fogs up his glasses. And I am sick and tired of having that conversation with him, trying to tell him it's okay when it's not. What about the argument of, um, you know, some of the uh, older teachers, you know, they could possibly catch COVID from uh, a child who may not be impacted by it, but could still possibly be carrying that. Uh, surely that's an argument that's uh, that's going to be part of this discussion and has been part of this discussion. Absolutely. And I understand that argument. But going back to the study that was in Sweden, it came out that teachers are not at any more risk than other working professionals. Yeah, we have teachers that are in Puerto Rico on beaches when they should be teaching schools. We have teachers dropping their kids off at private school in California when they're not in school. It's time we get our schools open five days a week and we lift these mask mandates now. You also have another bill uh, that would uh, essentially lift the mask mandate that we hear about every time they open up the uh, session. Uh, they, they, they gavel in, you do the pledge, you do the prayer, uh, and then they read the rule about requiring masks for you guys, elected state officials in the, in the state legislature, uh, saying you have to wear your masks even at the desk when talking to a microphone. You have a bill that would uh, try to peel that back. Absolutely. Coincidentally, Wednesday, I gave my speech, with, with which actually it drew some criticism from some folks on the other side of the aisle, just simply saying, we need to lead. We need to set an example. Every one of us in the legislature has had the opportunity to take the COVID vaccine. It's there. We're at very little risk on the floor. Coincidentally, what happens? Two days later, we're sitting here, and the CDC, Dr. Fauci, and Biden agree with me amazing agree with the conservative republican very happy to hear it we're talking with state representative adam niemerg here in the wmay uh newsroom studio uh on 927 94 7 and 9 70 a.m 717 now uh so you're in the the republican minority the super minority uh, we really haven't seen many Republican initiatives advance. Uh, only a handful have, and they, they haven't necessarily been to the substance that Republicans have been trying to uh, you know, address pensions, property taxes, uh, economic reforms to grow businesses, and so on. Um, but this seems that it's, it's dead on arrival. What does that mean for you? Uh, is this more about messaging, or is it uh, something that you're going to adamantly push for? We've only got two weeks left of this session. Are you going to continue to push for it for next year as well? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing on all my legislation, whether it be pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, keeping businesses in this state, fighting the governor against his so-called corporate tax loopholes, which are tax incentives for businesses to stay in this state. I'm going to keep fighting for what I believe in and not compromise. It's very important. That's, that's just something that we have to do as conservative Republicans. Even as a caucus, we've got to stand firm on our ideologies and make sure that we do the job of our districts. State Representative Adam Niemerg here. Uh, again, you're a freshman. Uh, you you decided to uh, leave the private sector and get into the public sector as being a state uh, elected official. And, um, well, how's it been? How's this past year been? Um, are you ready for the next two weeks? Because it's going to be intense. Absolutely. I'm ready for the next two weeks. Folks ask me, how's what's it like in Springfield? What have you been going through? And it's very, very tough to uh, to describe. And some folks say, are you getting frustrated? I'm not getting frustrated. We have opportunity. We have tremendous opportunity to get things done in Illinois. But, yes, you alluded to the fact that we're not discussing pension reform. We're not discussing corruption legislation. We're not talking about keeping businesses in Illinois. 
Illinois. Quite the contrary. We're talking about other things. We're talking about driving businesses away. We're talking yesterday, 1092 passage, a red flag law. Got to watch out for House Bill 1091. It enforces more regulation on the FOID card. you got to watch out for the parental uh, consent when it comes to abortion rights, pulling it from 18 down. We're going in the wrong direction. But Illinois has hope. There are good people in this state. There are great people within this state that really want to change Illinois, and we can do it. Some of the things you laid out there are very contentious depending on which party you're coming from, right? Uh, So how do you bridge that gap with the majority Democrats? Uh, They don't need any Republicans to pass legislation right now. I don't even think they need any Republicans to pass uh, veto overrides, and I don't think the governor's going to veto anything. But how do you bridge that divide and, and work collaboratively on some of these key issues, like the economic issues, like the corruption issues, like the uh, property tax issues, for instance. Honestly, we have to hold their feet to the fire in their districts. We have to make sure the people in their districts are speaking up, letting them know what they want and how they want it done. So that's that's really one avenue that we need to go down. We can have some conversations, try to re- reach across the aisle, but you see kind of where that's gotten us. It's got it's, it's gotten us nowhere when it comes to actually reforming the state of Illinois. So honestly, we've got to beat the Democrats at the ballot box really to change this state. State Representative Adam Niemerg, real quick, give us again an overview of the two bills that you filed uh, yesterday that deal with mask mandates. And of course, this is after uh, the CDC announcing that fully vaccinated individuals can pretty much get back to normal life uh, without a mask on. Uh, And this also, as we have the bridge phase with more things opening up, uh, according to uh, the governor's uh, five-phase modified reopening plan. So these two bills you got, just give us again another overview. Absolutely. House Bill 4080. This bill uh, removes the mask mandate uh, from the House floor, which... We should be doing that right now based on the CDC recommendations. House Bill 4083, this one removes masks from school so our children can be kids again and be free. What about sports? Very good question. (laughs) Thank you very much for asking that because a few weeks ago, uh, about three weeks, a month ago, I sent a letter to the governor asking for masks to be pulled on all outdoor sports. CDC changed their uh, requirements. We had some results on that. We pushed really hard in our district, really hard throughout the state, and we were able to get that done. So, yes, that's that's absolutely something that, that, that we have done and something we need to continue to do. Thank you for asking. State Representative Adam Niemerg here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, let's talk again in the near future, all right? Absolutely. Thank and, you. And uh, welcome to Springfield, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>